Thanks for joining the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, where we discuss best practices in HR, hot topics, strategy, and employment law changes that have an impact on business. Follow us on our website at www.zeniumhr.com to get access to our articles, alerts, and to listen to other podcast episodes. And now, here's your host, Brandon Laws, with today's episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast episode. I am Brandon Laws, and today I'm actually joined by another Zenium HR business partner, Alfred Duell. And this is his first time on the podcast, so we appreciate him joining us today. Welcome, Alfred. Thank you, Brandon. Be be gentle. Yeah, I would definitely be gentle. Um, Alfred's also a member of the Zenium book club that we have at Zenium that meets on a regular basis. And what we do is we... Um, we pick a book, and we spend about two months reading it, and we usually meet once, kind of in the middle of the book, and then we'll you know, have, a, have coffee in the morning and, and discuss the, the first part of the book, and then we'll get together at the conclusion of the book and also uh, discuss kind of the, the book in its entirety. And we might do that over happy hour over, or over coffee. We, we all prefer happy hour, of course, yes. uh, just because yes, we do definitely. like the social, the whole social aspect of it and kind of uh, loosen up a little bit. Um, but Alfred's going to join us to discuss a book that we had actually just recently read about a month ago called The Leader Who Had No Title. The subtitle is A Modern Fable on Real Success in Business and in Life. And that's by Robin Sharma. Uh, so I think it came out back in 2010. And uh, it's, it's a quick read, easy read. And we'll talk about that as we kind of expand on it. But about 220 pages and just a really quick, easy, simple to read. And it's actually written in a fable. So um, very easy to read. Yeah, so. it definitely. Uh, you pick it up and it's engaging right off the bat. Um, just like you said, it's very easy to read. And I'll tell you, um, you can cruise that book easily in like a weekend. Yeah. In fact, some of the, I think some of the book club members actually read it in like a plane flight when they're, when they're traveling exactly. for a family vacation. So yep. um, yeah, it definitely can be read in, in several hours if you just put your mind to it. And it's a very simple read. So um, let's, let's start out by discussing, um, we'll summarize the book for the listeners, um, give a, give a sense for how the book starts and then we'll, we'll dive into some of the concepts. So sure. the book, book starts with, um, again, it's written in a fable. So it starts out with the character named Blake and he is an entry level worker, an Iraq veteran. And, uh, what else, Alfred? I mean, it, it seemed kind of, yeah, Blake's, Blake's a very relatable, uh, character. Um, I think that all of us uh, have, everyone's got to start with a job someplace. We've all been in that entry-level position where, um, you know, maybe you're not as mature in, in that role or maybe you just don't have a whole lot of professional experience. So you really don't know what to apply um, or, excuse me, where to apply yourself. Um, and he's worked in a retail job, and a lot of people have start and started their careers in retail jobs. But it's not just the retail job. It seems like his life, at least from the perspective it's written uh, as Blake, uh, that his life's kind of spiraling out of control. His relationship isn't good. Um, you know, the, the Iraq, um, the fact that he'd, he'd just gotten out of the out of the Yeah, wars. he's got PTSD. Yeah, he's, he's just a mess. Right. And he's bored and he's depressed. And uh, so what, what happens next? Um, 
he meets a very eccentric character, uh, Tommy. Tommy's a, a friend of um, Blake's dad, and he's just an eccentric character. You can almost picture him as uh, Jeff Bridges as the dude in, in Big Lebowski. You know, <laughs> his hair is everywhere. Yeah. But it, it, I, we do have to say he has much more motivation than the dude has. So um, it's just kind of – and that's where you really get wrapped up in the story is uh, this eccentric character, Tommy, who's now um, – you know, trying to motivate Blake, um, trying to get him to see things a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of shift his uh, his paradigm, if you if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really interesting to to just see because he's got. You know, I think he has like a Mickey Mouse shirt on or something. Yeah, they they describe that quite a bit. Yeah, I remember right, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and his hair is kind of unkempt and everything, but yet he, you know, rolls up in a, in in a, a Porsche 911, <laughs> of course, and it's red, a red. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it's uh, it's Blake's favorite car. So that was that was very interesting, and just this person that Tommy is, and these ideas that he has, and then of course, as we'll kind of see as we dig into it, all yeah. the different acronyms that. Yeah, that they like to use. There, the there were a lot of those, and actually, um, not to give away it, uh, uh, too much to, to the folks listening, but the the acronyms were kind of wore me down a little bit. I mean, you know, <laughs> we get to go back and write them down. Just absolutely, to, like, absolutely. So, um, in really the first interaction, so that the the story starts uh, talking about the background of Blake, and then Tommy enters the picture, and he almost immediately he starts talking about. The 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 t- literally the title of the book the leader who had no title and he gives kind of gives that away to start and then obviously these these stories as we'll talk about in a little bit they mm-hmm. they build upon that but really in the leader who had no title what does that what does that mean and, and what did that teach Blake right off the bat leading without a title there's so many different concepts that kind of go into it I think just when you just see that as it is. Um, it instantly make an, it makes an impact because you instantly start thinking about, gosh, can can I lead in more ways or can I lead in better ways in my current position, uh, whether professionally or personally? And as we're kind of talking about these acronyms here, I, I don't know if you remember, but Tommy's got a he's got the letters leader without a title. That's right, yeah. um, and he's got it on a necklace, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> just imagine he's got a gold chain right, and it's the leader right, with no title. Right. Yeah, a little right. awkward. But. Yeah, you know, four finger ring or something like that. But um, anyhow, um, leading without a title, it's not waiting for permission to lead. Um, I think that's one of the, the first that's concepts. Big, big key. Yeah, because so many times you're, you know, you've got an idea uh, that you want to put into practice, or you just think of uh, a certain situation that you wish you had done something differently in or that you knew you know it's like that kid in class that knows the answer but is afraid to raise his hand Absolutely. Um, it's that same concept and without waiting for that permission the possibilities are endless yeah you know, and I've heard a lot of people say like I'm not a leader or, or I have no aspirations to be a leader but I mean as, as this book kind of proves you could be a, a leader Without with being an entry level job, it's just a matter of the passion you're putting into it and how you're treating people around you. I mean, that's to me, that's that's what came out of this book for me. Yeah, definitely, and, and creating a, a great experience, no matter what you're doing, and just like you said, no matter what position you're in, mm-hmm. um, if you're treating people around you the right way, 
um, if you're truly loving what you do and you're just creating a great experience for whoever your customer is or whoever your client is, mm -hmm. the results are going to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get loyalty, whether it's increasing in income or, or whatever that looks like, increasing revenue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just going to happen yeah. if you take care of those two basic concepts. Yeah, and how, how much of the really the leading without a title is about inspiring others around you, not only just your customers, if you do work in a, in a retail environment, but also your coworkers, uh, to inspire them to be better than they are and, and that they can get to that next level. One, it starts with leading yourself, you know, mm -hmm. just having, showing a great example and being positive. And then as you do that and you know, and we've kind of talked a couple times about positive psychology mm -hmm. and that aspect of you have everything going in the direction of if you've got a goal and you're executing maybe five different things every single day that helps you head in the direction of that mm -hmm. goal, you're going to hit it. Yeah. You know, and that just catches fire with people around you, whether that's um, encouragement through recognition whatever that looks like in that particular instance or sometimes it's just listening to someone mm -hmm. and slowing yourself down and uh, listening with empathy and caring so there's so many different ways and kind of like we talked about you just look for opportunity and in, in every situation to lead as, as best as you can yeah and going back to just kind of the broad concept of leading without a title have you ever in, in your and we can get as personal as you want but sure. have you ever reached a point in your life where something like this was a big aha for you where, where you've actually put it to practice where you were leading without a title. I mean, this is earlier on in your life when you were not so established as a, as a career. Yeah. Um, and maybe now's a good time to just kind of pull a mm -hmm. specific thing from the book is, um, when Tommy meets, um, Ty, the, the ski instructor, mm -hmm. um, and Ty's whole concept to him is, uh, when you're going down a slope that, you know, you're so scared because it's steep, it's fast, faster than you've ever been, steeper than you've ever been. Your initial reaction is to cling to the mountain, and um, that's you're scared. Actually, yep, you're scared. you're scared. You're, you're, it's a pull back. <laughs> pull back, cling to the mountain, and uh, in those moments when you're doing stuff like that, you almost have to go against your initial your initial reaction and just lean forward you have to lean into things like that and I thought that was a great analogy it's it's funny because uh two weeks ago I was at a, a wedding for a good friend and I completely like bombed the the toast I got up and I had all this <laughs> stuff memorable yeah <laughs> right right no I, I get up and um I'm given this toast and I mean to you know incorporate this in there and somehow I just kind of got distracted a little bit and then, of course, you know, in, the, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm messing this up. I'm messing this up. So um, long story short, did not go as planned. But the, the points that I was trying to, to bring up is that whole concept of leaning into challenges rather than uh, clinging to safety, mm -hmm. clinging to what you know. So my, my good friend Derek, uh, we grew up skateboarding together. And Derek was uh, like the wild one out of out of everyone. He would do anything. Like whenever we would build a new ramp, like who's going to go first and test this thing out? Like Derek was all about it. And not only like, would I'm he gonna watch this first. <laughs> <laughs> not only would he test it, but he would go like try and gain as much speed as he could and just commit everything wow. to this. So I was a little bit more of a, a timid timid mm -hmm. kid when it came to challenges like that and we had built this uh quarter pipe and 
we were only, ah, gosh, it must have been 12 or 13. So you can imagine the construction on this thing. Yeah. It's not the best. Derek gets up there and drops in on this quarter pipe and just rides it out. And I'm like, gosh, I, you know, I, I can do that. So I get up there and I'm staying on top of this thing. And um, as you're looking down at it, you start, you know, thinking like, gosh, I'm going to get hurt. Um, I've never done this before. All these things go through your mind. And then uh, as I go to to drop in the first time, of course, I lean back and board flies out underneath me. I smack the back of my head, um, a little shaken up. Derek tells me, he's like, oh, no, man, you just got to go again. You got to go again. So I get up there again, and he tells me this, and this still rings through my head no matter what challenge I'm going through. And it's Derek just telling me, dude, just commit. Just commit. Absolutely. It's a choice, right? It's a choice, it's... yeah. Just, dude, just commit. And in that moment, you have this battle within yourself. I'm either going to commit and lean into this and just go with it. Or I'm going to you know, cling to safety, cling to what I know. And sure enough, man, I just committed and rode that thing out. And then before you know it, you're up there and you're just doing it over and over. Absolutely. It's such a rush. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and you look pretty cool too. Yeah. So, um, well, so how often do we you know, imagine this circle and we're living within that circle because it's our comfort zone all the time. But I don't know if you've ever heard that. Like growth happens on the very outer edge of the circle, not too far away from it because – that, that you know could be catastrophic, but right. growth really happens when you're on the outer edge and you you're committing, you're you're leaning into it a little bit, yeah, because yeah. that I think you can um, spark some major growth that way. I mean, right. it could be gradual growth, but at least you're making some progress. And exactly, you're trying things that you haven't tried yeah. before, yeah. Um, and that's you know the whole thing about leadership. If you mm-hmm. just think about the the first uh, four letters there, L E A D, lead. You know you're. You're out in front. You're you're leading. You're pushing limits, and yeah. and you know sometimes it's different spots depending on the the uh, situation where you lead from the front. Sometimes you know it's necessary to lead from the back, and Ooh. sometimes it's necessary to lead from the middle. You know, yeah. side by side with others. It's just determining you know certain times that that's appropriate to lead mm-hmm. those different different places. Well, it was interesting, and the, the theme is throughout throughout the book is that regardless of the the level of position you're at, you could be at a, a CEO level or you could be at the very basic administrative level. Every single role out there serves a great purpose, but it's it's your choice. To make the best of it, to be positive, to have a great attitude towards other people, to help people grow, to grow yourself. And those are all choices regardless of what level you're at. And I think they I think they really hit on that point because throughout the book, these these people that that Blake is meeting, they're massage therapists, they're housekeepers, they're owner of a business. So they, they really hit on every single level. And that point really comes through, at least from, from my perspective. Right, right. And just the whole idea of mastery and, and just, you know, you, you touched on it there is mastering whatever it is that you're good at. I think the last the last teacher was a former CEO and then had went and built like a garden or something on top of a library. Yeah. It was something something <laughs> odd like that, and, you know, he jumps out of just nowhere and he's yeah. like, yeah. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, yes. yeah. 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 And um, you know, the interaction that they have in the book, they're to serve a purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not very realistic interactions, but at the same time, just that whole concept, man, of mastery and just owning what you what you it do. Is. Love what you do. Um love others and love yourself yeah 
So I want to hit on uh, one of the key areas within the book, and that is turbulent times build great leaders. And I think that was actually a name of a, maybe a chapter or section. I want to I want to focus on this area a little bit because I think experiences help in terms of how how great of a leader, and it also could change your worldview, whether it taints your worldview or inspires you to to, to grow and, and all those things. I want, I want to get a sense for what you thought of that chapter in particular and if uh, you could relate to that in any way, whether it was you had an experience that you, uh, was really rough, but you grew because of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the whole Turbulent Times build, not only do they build great leaders, um, I think you, you really see a definition of who is a leader and who is not. My, I love Dilbert. And the comic book strip. Yeah, yeah. comic book strip. And, and my favorite comic book strip is this picture of Dilbert, uh, Wally, who is this like smart aleck, um, does as little work as possible, always drinking coffee. Um, you know, Sounds you, like me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally not true. <laughs> we'll and edit then, that out. No. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Dilbert, um, who is this like lovable hopeless office worker and uh you know his boss who doesn't have a name just called boss and he's the like incompetent leader with zero leadership skills and they're in a meeting and uh the boss has got his fists clenched and his eyes shut and he's like shaking you know and he's getting ready to yell and then uh you have kind of dilbert there sitting there wide-eyed and wally you know sipping his endless cup of coffee and he says the next thing you hear is something called leadership and i think that is a turbulent time obviously for that person and showing that that's not leadership Mm -hmm. you know when you hit a turbulent time it's not uh, letting your emotions get the best of you it's not yelling Mm -hmm. um it's not being disrespectful um what it really means is that you start to shape your influence and your voice as a leader so that turbulent time it it defines whether you're a leader or whether you're a manager and i think there's a, a a solid difference there it's that real influence influence in others versus that borrowed or implied power mm-hmm. um, that that we see, you know, some place in the workplace. A lot of people that are in leadership positions, they they use that implied or borrowed power. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a it's a it's a really really deep concept there. And when you're in those turbulent times, leaders are truly the ones that are side by side with you, moving with you through it. Um, they get a plan. They rally their troops. And then they're there to move the process forward, whether that's picking up someone that's kind of fallen down, so to speak, whether they're down on themselves or just keeping that project moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one thing that I can say that any great leader in my life, I would, I would walk into a fire for. But that's not what makes them a great leader. What makes them a great leader is the fact that I know that they would be standing there right next to mm-hmm. me, walking into that fire with me. I think that's that's the biggest difference between someone that's a, a leader and like I said someone that's just managing a process yeah do you think the the, the whole leadership thing it is something that you're you're born with like it's just a talent that some people just have a knack for or do you think it's through experiences you know knowledge and skills learned kind of on the job or an attitude what do you think what do you th- think all this comes down to sure it in some aspects, there are some natural leadership abilities that are, I guess you could say, more obvious than others, that others you know possess. 
But I think what this book is getting at is that anyone can lead Absolutely. and everyone has a leadership voice and that's where the experience comes in is because you find your leadership yeah. voice and what that looks like and just because you're not you know a very uh, outgoing person doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a leader or you're a very vocal person because there's other ways that you can lead I think we touched on a lot of the good parts of the book. There, there are many more nuggets throughout the book. I don't want to give away too much. Except I think it's worth worth reading. But just, Alfred, give your overall kind of thoughts on the book. How easy of a read was it? If you liked the, the I know I have my opinions about some of the writing in it. I think it was a great book overall. The dialogue throughout the book was written in a way that I don't think the normal conversations happen that way, but I think it, I think it worked to get the point across really well because there were some great nuggets in there. And I think but storytelling helps it stick in your mind. I don't know what your thoughts are. There. Right, right. I, in terms of an easy read, it was, it was a breeze. It was enjoyable. You kind of go through it, and, and that first whole part of you know Tommy and his character really hooks you to the book I think that part was written very very well and kind of has you going through because you're waiting for it to pick up momentum again um, that same momentum that you first read it with you know the acronyms as we kind of mentioned do get uh, a little overbearing and I don't remember any of them yeah, n- neither do I neither do I it's okay though <laughs> um, you know you saw the book and luckily at the yeah. end of the chapter they give you like kind yeah. of every all the they acronyms do. together so um, that helps but the way that the book was written like just like you said great book you can definitely tell he's not a novel writer mm-hmm. but at the same the same time man it gets those concepts through you're just you're able to grasp it at a very very easy level and I think that it was written like that for anyone to be able to grasp those concepts because anyone can lead without a title and I, th- I think um because we had a group of, uh, I think, 12 or 13 people reading the book. So when we came together for discussions, I thought because of the stories and some of the concepts in it, we were able to have some really good discussion around it. And because the stories in the book helped us relate to it, we each had our own stories to tell as, as a result. So I think for face value, I think if there's anything that it was it was great for is bringing everybody together and, and sharing our stories and and talk about how we're going to apply it in the workplace. I mean, we, right. we're all we're just a bunch of employees who are um, you know trying to trying to grow and trying to improve the business. And um, yeah, I just I thought it was great for that reason. Yeah, you know, I left kind of left that reading that book feeling like you know I'm I'm going to change my company. You know, I'm not I'm going to change Zenium. And I still believe that, and it's great. You know, I, I get up at most days. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be accountable here and say not every day, but most days I'm up at 5 a.m. Just like the book suggests. Oh, yeah, that's another part we need to yeah. touch on. But that yeah. that that was a great um, great part of the book where they mm-hmm. talked about the like seven actions that leaders take, and it's one of them is which right. you've implemented in your life is getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing uh, just how much you can get accomplished, and you know, taking care of yourself. I've got 14 daily commitments, and it's all centered around the three things that are probably the most important in my life, which is my faith, my health, and then my relationships with others. And of course, you know, your family's tied in there with your others, but um, it's it's just kind of cool to look up at something every single day and know that, hey man, I nailed these 14 things, and it's helping me get towards my goal. It's um, really kind of setting me on my way. It's 
absolutely amazing. Our guest today has been Alfred Duell. We appreciate you coming on the, the podcast and talking about the book. And you know, I encourage listeners to, to, to go on the blog and we can start, start a discussion on this book. I think it's a, it's a worthwhile read. Um, we'll put a link up to, to the book and uh, some other information so you can access it as well. And I'll put Alfred's information out there too. So if you have questions for him, you can reach out. But again, Alfred, thanks for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure and hopefully we'll get some good discussion going. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, please visit www.zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.